Oh, yes, baby. The playoffs are around the corner. Football cards collecting and investing. We got some great hobby tips a little bit later in the show. But the most important question, we do this at the beginning of every episode, Andy. We want one generalized question. And today, do you mind sticker autographs? I am somebody, Andy, that is a stickler, ironic, uh, for on-card autos, but are you someone that will buy a sticker auto? Yeah, I will buy a sticker auto. Uh, the one thing I do look for is that the entire signature is on the sticker. The one thing that drives me crazy is that it's a sticker auto, but uh, like sometimes a good 30% of the, the signature is not on the sticker because you got to think about it. If it's a sticker auto, they're signing a book of stickers and sometimes they're going quick. They got like big, you know, swirls and stuff in their signature, and it goes outside of the sticker. They can only place the sticker on the card versus the on card. You capture that entire thing. So that's one thing that definitely bothers me when looking at a sticker auto versus on card. Yeah. So comment down below your thoughts. There's a there's a pretty legendary photo, and I know this isn't American football, but football. Lionel Messi, the world's biggest sports star, arguably ever him smiling while signing like a thousand sticker autos uh it is so crazy like how many autographs these players have to sign and the sticker auto thing is very interesting to me because i think as a player uh if i had a card i would you know value the card i'm actually seeing my photo when i'm actually signing it and I think that in turn makes the autograph on cards better Uh, because if you're signing a bunch of sticker autos, think of it if you were a world-class athlete. Imagine right now if Andy ran a 4-3, he was Tom Brady's new slot wide receiver, Um, but you saw like a big old just sheet of stickers compared to your actual photo. I think Andy, as a player, I would more respect signing uh, the, the, the cards themselves. Yeah, I think that's that's the the general consensus of the hobby. However, I've heard the other points like what's is it diff, what does it matter if a player is hard signing a sticker that they didn't put on a card? They're they're still hard signing it. They still touch the sticker uh, versus actually touching the card. Um, so I think that's like the counter argument there. And then there's actually like empirical data that shows that sticker autos do not garner as much resale value um, as an actual on-card auto. Right. So I think that's the kind of consensus that I'm seeing. So this is what's really interesting to me. And I think this is where you do a good job on, on, on your channel overall is this right here. Uh, It's amazing. Um, This right here, the base card versus the on-card auto. And both of these are one of ones of, uh, arguably the hobby's favorite young quarterback, Andy. It, yeah, it really is. Uh, Justin Herbert, he has been the hobby darling going back to 2020. And uh, I, get, I get this comment a lot um, because, you know, you could look at the base prism PSA 10 market of Joe Burrow, and he is on average selling for more than Herbert right now and Jalen Hurts. Um, but when you look at the more rare stuff of Justin Herbert, like his serial numbered optic cards or his prism cards that are super rare. Typically they sell for a lot more than the Joe Burrow. And I think this just goes back to, you know, first and foremost, Panini prints based on draft capital and Joe Burrow being number one overall pick from 2020 has a higher print run. um, So more availability, 
But you also have to think Justin Herbert really broke out in his rookie year and a lot more collectors and investors jumped on uh, onto Justin Herbert's cards and including the peak of the modern sports card market back in, in February and March and April of 2021. A lot of people were buying high-end Justin Herbert cards then, not, not knowing that it was the peak, but they spent a lot of money. A lot of people were buying Justin Herbert cards. And, and so you have you know fewer Justin Herbert cards at lower values today in the marketplace than you do Joe Burrow, just because at that time period, Joe Burrow was recovering from that horrific knee injury right. that he took at the end of 2020 season. So we look at cards like this, which is the one of one black finite that sold for 1.1 million at the beginning of September. Well, Justin Herbert was super hyped up coming into the season. They had made major improvements to the defense. It was touted as one of the best defensive rosters in the league. They have aggressive coaching. Justin Herbert's throwing uh throwing for like the most touchdowns in in um in NFL history through the first three seasons of his career. He's super aggressive, he's gonna throw deep. He's got Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Uh, Josh Palmer, these great weapons, and and the sky was the limit for the Chargers coming into the season. Well, they underperformed. You know, they lost key components. Their defense turned out to not be as good um, as as advertised, and then they also lost Keenan Allen for the first eight, ten weeks, whatever, however long that hamstring injury held them out. They lost Mike Williams for a period of time, and they were not calling nearly as many deep plays. The, the focal point of the Chargers offense turned to Austin Eckler and kind of stretching the offense out horizontally in these short plays. And, uh, you know, Justin Herbert became much of a game manager. He even suffered that rib injury in prime time that uh, against Kansas City early on in the season where they lost in a close game. So it was like that really you can see here has spiraled that card because I think that it, it, with the same grade, with the same card, but with an autograph, even though it's a sticker, I think that card should have gone for more if that card was sold at the beginning of September, Carter. Yeah, I agree. And and look, I kind of like the one of one, uh, just the one of one version of this card. I kind of like it without the autograph. It does make it a little bit cleaner, and you know the sticker just being slapped on there. Uh, it, it it does. Um, to me, kind of take away from the one-of-one one nature of this card, if you will. But one thing I found to be very interesting about Herbert in particular is the sticker autograph of his Prism rookie cards sell more than his like in-person on-card autographs of his Prism cards. So that might sound a little bit confusing, but there are some people that get the prism of justin herbert just a base prism and they find him and he does an on-card autograph of the actual card then they'll get the autograph authenticated and this might have changed i've actually not looked at this specific thing lately but still the sticker autograph version of the card will still sell more than the on-card version of the autograph i found that to be very fascinating because you know someone took the time to go find justin herbert and actually get him to sign it and as you can see there are a lot of these cards that justin herbert has signed in a blue pen uh more so him than some of the other quarterbacks that i've seen andy so it is very interesting when you start getting down to like a philosophical thing where the card was signed and authenticated by Panini at the time. And then someone else in person, Andy, goes to get uh, the, the the autograph from the player. 
Yeah, that is a great point. I've noticed the exact same thing. You can see several cards, and, and Justin Herbert is very generous with his autograph. Um, yeah. I, I've seen quite a few of his cards signed after market like this, whether it's a vet right. sign, they found him at training camp, whatever, like you're talking about, he signs it. And, and the card just doesn't sell for as much as even a sticker autograph card, like a select uh, a sticker autograph card that's non-serial numbered that you would think would sell for at the same as the aftermarket one that's then also graded by PSA. This one's raw, sold for $640, whereas the aftermarket Donruss rated rookie, even the clearly one, and, and it's graded by PSA to be DNA PSA certified, you know, with their um, <laughs> signature authenticators, you know, and everything. Uh, and it does, it goes for a third. So it's kind of crazy to me that th- those don't go for nearly as much, even, even the over the sticker autos. It's wild, honestly. So let us know in the comment section below, sticker auto, are you someone that just stays away from it altogether? This will be my final thought on it, Andy. I find this to be so interesting when it comes to sticker versus on-card autograph. So Prism is obviously the premier card, right, for modern. Prism is always the most hyped-up release. But, you know, you take a look at some rookie ticket autos, which is obviously one of your favorite variations of cards in all of football. I prefer rookie ticket autos on-card autograph over a Prism sticker autograph if that makes sense that's part of the reason why i like rookie ticket autos that's part of the reason why you know uh, a card that's kind of you know become big is the rated rookie joe burrow on card autographs the justin herbert's on card autographs uh with their autographs on the card now the auto might not pop as much on on the optic this is a rookie ticket auto right here um i i, I just love rookie ticket autos because the auto is clinging on these versions, you go back and look at the Russell Wilson rookie ticket auto. You got to get a magnifying glass to find that uh, that 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 autograph. I'm glad that you know they they make them a little better now. But Andy, I I, fi- I find that to be so unbelievably fascinating when you you know compare the two and you look at Prism sticker autograph prices to optic on card uh, uh, autograph prices. Man, that optic auto with that rated rookie logo, and especially if you get a silver one, watch out, boy. Those cards are clean, baby. They are clean. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's exactly what the data shows. The and and this is a reason why optic has, uh, and specifically those optic on card autos have picked up a lot of steam, and they have more desirability, more average resale value than the Prism Silver Auto because of that on-card autograph and that that hard signed card where you know the player held the card in their hand signed it. it's verified by panini at a uh, signing event and everything and then a lot of times a serial number as well plus you get the rated rookie logo it's like you're just checking all these boxes that just ooze collectability and desirability and aesthetics and uh and in which that directly translates into a higher resale value now, before we get into uh, some of the general topics such as hobby release calendar, as you can see, this is the second episode we've done brought to you by Card Shop Live. And, you know, we talk a little bit about a player named Geo. You'll get to hear about the big stories around a player named Geo in the outtakes. But, Andy, our guy Geo, Card Shop Live, baby. 
tell everyone everything they need to know about some of the best live card shopping experience you can find. Oh yeah, it's it's really cool, guys. Um, you, you know, original live streaming shopping for singles, box breaks, uh, original hobby content. Uh, the checkout process very seamless. The vetting process is very very tight, so you don't get any of that riffraff on here. You feel very comfortable when you hop into these streams. I've hopped into a couple of them already. It's very easy to interact with the sellers. They've all been incredible. I've gotten some great feedback from you guys. Um, and and then at the same time, like at the checkout process, you have one-click grading. Like you can add on a grading service and you'll be able to submit through guys like Geo's cards and get the get the card graded before it's actually sent to you. So um, there's a lot of benefits to this. You can sign up in the description using our link in the description below. That'll give you a $10 credit instantly new signups using our link $10 credit plus you'll be entered into a giveaway that's coming up in February for a 2022 Donruss hobby box you guys don't want to miss that opportunity check it out in the link in the description below and you could find some Trevor Lawrence cards on there and that's where we'll we'll start here what a performance this past weekend and honestly uh you know he looks like the real deal now I, I, I'm going to do this uh, now, Andy, because, you know, during the offseason, I took a lot of heat for my Tua takes. And then, obviously, I got a lot of blowback when Tua balled out to start to the year. Um, last few weeks, I mean, the, the, the road performance versus Buffalo was was okay. But, you know, things have petered off a little bit for him. And this offseason, I said Trevor Lawrence is very, very, very talented. He just needs to put it all together. Um, I still don't I, I would still take Herbert and Burrow and Allen and Mahomes over Trevor Lawrence up to this point, but he definitely over these past couple of weeks, especially with a Jacksonville Jaguars franchise, has moved himself closer to those guys. And Andy, number one, that's good for Trevor, but more importantly, it's good for the hobby. It's great for the hobby. Um, because Trevor Lawrence has an insane amount of rookie cards. In fact, you know, if you go and look at uh, tcdb.com and you were to compare Joe Burrow with Trevor Lawrence, here's Trevor Lawrence's numbers right here. He's got 6,435 different rookie cards. Joe Burrow has somewhere around 4,200. Right. So just look at the growth between 2020 and 2021. And each one of those, we're talking different parallels, different inserts. And that that means that there's that many different parallels and inserts, but also each one of those has their own print run. So we're talking about more print run, more availability uh, too. So, you, you know, you go and look at Trevor Lawrence's market, you have to go through probably like 10, 12 pages of 60 results per page to get to his sold items going back to Sunday game time, because now they're on this streak, man. It looks like they might actually squeak into the playoffs. Trevor Lawrence in the playoffs. So he's kind of like that one uh, shining light in the 2021 draft class, besides, of course, Justin Fields, who continues to be just uh, absolutely electrifying um, whenever he's got the ball in his hands, <laughs> rushing is, you know. Uh, and then, of course, your guy, Jamar Chase, there on the Bengals. Uh, those guys really, really lighten it up for the 2021 draft class. Um, but yeah, Trevor Lawrence's, even his base cards, you could. You could argue that they're going to go up more. I think that they could continue to go up more, especially if you're if you're looking at base cards. Absolutely, have to look at the PSA tens. Have to look at the PSA tens or the BGS nine fives, SEC tens, because that differentiates them from the sea of 
hundreds of thousands of other base cards, right? Um, and you can see that those trends are up right now. They're they're up 8-10%, still slightly lower, though, than Justin Fields, Carter. Yeah, so one thing, and we're actually, I, I'll, we'll save this for the next episode because this would... This kind of just came to me just a minute ago. Remember a few weeks ago on this very channel, we looked at that weird Trevor Lawrence pop report on his base prism PSA 10. There was only four of the base prism PSA 10 in existence. Uh, after the episode, I'm actually going to look at the, uh, the the certification, see if there's actually more of them. So it's interesting to bring up the, the, the base card thing. I, I love that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Trevor really played well. And one thing, that, and this might not mean a lot to um, a, a lot of people watching or listening to this. Trevor Lawrence likes a hobby, right? Last year he did a Super Bowl thing where you know he signed and did a bunch of sports card stuff with the Card Collector Two. And um, obviously last year Trevor Lawrence had his own tops release of his own card. I was actually uh, two years ago. So I I always find Trevor to be interesting because he is such an affable guy. He is a guy. Uh, that you know was a five-star recruit. He was a golden child. As a true freshman, he beats Alabama in the national championship game. So the pressure on his shoulders to carry the Jaguars, Zay freaking Jones, Zay Jones, Zay mm. Jones, Andy is has been uh, his go-to guy recently. Um, I, I'm just really freaking excited uh, uh, about uh, Trevor and what he could do moving forward. I also am liking Justin Fields still. I still think um, – I'm going to stick by what I said. I still think he's going to be the best quarterback in this draft class. Obviously, the way Trevor's playing is making me you know, rethink some things. But you know, I know there's so many of these cards out in existence, but that's why I think – if you are one of those people that have 2021 product, you, you want these guys to continue to play well. Absolutely, man. I mean, cause there's, there's a lot of 2021 product that you can still actually go and buy, whether it's target.com or blowoutcards.com or still city collectibles, you can get your hands on 2021 product. I mean, I, I just bought a box of uh, a holiday blaster of 2021 uh, Donruss for my aunt because she likes football cards. I'm thinking, oh, it's a cool gift because you get the holiday sweater, you know, card in there. It's, it's cool around the holidays for like a new collector. And, um, you know, I was able to get that for 30 bucks online, which is like retail prices. And if you go and try and get, a, you know, for 2020 Donruss, that's twice as much, you know? And so, um, you know, the, the 2021 draft class is definitely helping out the, the values of the sealed, uh, 2021 product. Now, before we get to, um, hobby tips of the week, Andy, I do want to bring up, you know, the release calendar. You were talking about some of the products that will be coming out soon. It is very important. If, uh, you want to be a fan or collector or investor of football cards, understanding calendar releases because dates get pushed back for certain products and you know everybody's always excited for you know that next rookie class's actual product so i i find the release calendar to be very interesting especially that you know what you shared with me about prism draft picks man this is this is getting interesting 
Yeah, it was the first time that I've actually had this experience where the distributor actually canceled my uh, my purchase of a 2022 Prism Draft Picks Hobby Box, which Panini has released Mosaic Draft Picks, they've released Select Draft Picks, Chronicle Draft. I feel like they've released every you know brand of draft, even uh, Immaculate uh, Collegiate Collection, National Treasures Collegiate. All this stuff has come out, and Prism being a flagship. Uh, you know, brand for Panini, especially in football, too, is they canceled that release altogether. Steel City said they just canceled it. They, they're they calling it off. They're not doing it. Uh, and they're refunding me my money. So I thought that was very eye opening. And then I go and look at the release calendar and I see that 2022 Mosaic is right around the corner here being released in 10 days. That's a hobby or a retail product that's a, a big flagship brand now and then you've got base donors being released right before super bowl february 8th um you got a couple other sets in between then like xr and impeccable uh and stuff and and then the, you start getting into the leaf college products for the 2023 draft class but we still have no dates for optic prism or select for this year's draft class which tells me they're going to do another summer postseason release uh or, you know retroactive of of this year's draft class mm. I, I don't know what how i felt about the summer release this past year i i i thought about the pros i thought about the cons and then the the biggest bummer is is this draft class right there's just not a whole lot of spice and zest uh to this draft class as there was uh, with the last one, right? With all the rookie quarterbacks loaded on that one, so um, yeah, it's 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 very interesting. I find uh, if you're watching on YouTube right now, the mosaic designed to be. Uh, what do you think about that, Andy? Uh, it's mm. that is wild, man. You know they 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 tend to try and stick with these geometrical shapes in the background of the mosaic, and they're really kind of went a little abstract this year with the new design. You guys, if you guys are listening, you got to go over to our, our YouTube show and check out this new mosaic design coming out. I, I got to give it to them for differentiating year over year, but uh, I still, I think I'm going to go with 2021 design over this year's design. I'm not, I'm not so crazy about this one. Ugh. 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 So um, if you're listening on the podcast version, highly recommend you go over to the YouTube, subscribe, all the good stuff for you to see the actual mosaic design. So, yes, uh, always keep an eye out for release dates. We try to not talk too, too, too much about release dates on this show because they do change. They will push back. Uh, they have a tendency to do that. So it is very, very, very interesting when you take a look at something like that. Now. Um, man, <laughs> I still can't believe they're not doing prism draft picks. I have so much prism draft picks. I, I open a box of prism draft picks if I'm like down because I love college uniform stuff. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very, very interesting. Whoa. What do you think about this 2022 Donruss, uh, design? They've, they've tried to make it three dimensional, clearly, you know, or obviously a two dimensional card, flat card. Um, that is weird, man. I don't know what I think about this one yet either. This one might grow on me. I'm I'm still on the fence. This is totally different. <laughs> is is this comedy? Like that card is. 
I don't know. I'd have to actually hold one of these. That is so interesting, making it three-dimensional. And also, Rain Dakota Prescott on the card. His full <laughs> name. I think that's I, – I wouldn't mind that if it's not his rookie card, which obviously it isn't here. I wouldn't mind getting more creative with the – put the players' full names on there. Rain Dakota. Ah, ah, ah. Oh, my God. I, I don't think I've ever met a guy named Rain, and especially spelled R-A-Y-N-E. Um so yeah, what I I'm I'm fine I'm fine with Donnerson. I've as you know, Andy, I've uh I've always been fine with Donnerson because of that rated rookie logo. It's not my absolute favorite 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 product. Uh but yeah, what what do you think? I I think it's interesting. I got to give it to him once again. They're finding ways to differentiate the design year over year, which I know can be challenging. I would just, I would really, 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 really love to see them cut back on the number of parallels and inserts. I'm not sure if that's going to happen, but uh, I think that is a bold prediction that a couple notable hobbyists have had um, that that are hopeful that Panini kind of, kind of move towards over the next couple years because you know, you know, at some point it's it's going to come down to a head between Fanatics and Panini for right. the actual NFL license. If Fanatics already has that NFL PA. Uh, but the actual NFL license still held by Panini. So at some point, you got to think that um, there there becomes some serious competition. It's got to come to a head, I think, by the end of 2026. So um, I don't know. This design might grow on me, Carter. It's it's definitely different. Definitely different. So I like that about it. But um, yeah, the three-dimensional aspect of it gives it a very much a, a kind of something like a little bit of a video game feel to it. The player yeah. doesn't seem as real to me on the card. One thing I think I, – I, I, so I'm a sucker for rated rookie, the rated rookie logo, right? It it connects the vintage with the modern. I think the rated rookie logo needs to be in the top. Uh, I don't like it in the bottom. Part of what – you know, the rated rookie aspect of it, um, the branding of it is actually really good. You know, I, I shared this before, but – I do see the Raider rookie logo like on the draft network and, you know, non card stuff and it, it, you see it everywhere. So I wish it was higher on, on, on the card, but that's just yeah. me. I, I think that's a mistake. Uh, now that I'm looking at this from a design standpoint, they put the Donruss logo in a three dimensional elevated uh, I guess you call that some kind of three-dimensional pillar, um, you know, sitting on top there. I think they should have done that with the rated Rodeke logo. I think you take right. the Donruss logo, put that down at the bottom right, and then make the rated rookie logo on a three-dimensional pedestal or, or pillar up at the top right. I think that would have looked way cooler. Can you imagine a three-dimensional rated rookie logo that like actually has the three-dimensional part like carved out to yeah. match the rated rookie part? So yeah. I think that's a I think they could have definitely improved the design there. Yeah, I'm interested in their thought process on that because I don't know. Uh but we digress. Now, um once again before we get into uh plays of the week, card shop live, make sure you check them out. Link in the description. You gotta use the link um down below on the YouTube, but you can also get it on the podcast version as well. Now, uh hobby tip of the week, Andy, it's it's very simple. And this one is trickier, but Facebook. Mm -hmm. I think Facebook groups 
can be scary. I wouldn't just trust everybody on Facebook groups. It's just not me. But I do see cards sell for more on Facebook groups um, than you would think. And I see people overlist cards on Facebook groups. And I'm not, you know, like card price checker. I hate when people do that. Um, and they sell. They sell for over eBay comps. And I think part of it is, you know, Facebook has such a huge base of people um, on their platform that some of those people aren't sports card guys. They, they're they not in the weeds like you, Andy, or, or people that watch this that go look at sold item checks. Um, you can get over comps on Facebook. Now, once again, don't trust everybody on there. Um, obviously do goods and services and all that stuff, but – um, as a seller, you know, I, I was able to, to, to get more offers on a card that I listed on uh, a Facebook group. And once again, I'm a Louisianian. Uh, I'm, I'm in a bunch of Louisiana Facebook groups. So it was a Louisiana player, a Zion Williamson card. Um, and you and, and you know, I'm, I'm deciding not to sell it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold on to it, but we'll see what happens. But I was getting more. Uh, higher comps on the card than I was on eBay uh, selling it. So I would um, highly recommend you uh, take a look at some of these uh, Facebook groups and see uh, what, what you can take advantage of. And one more thing about that, not just Facebook, just in general, right? It's part of the reason why you took the, the this card shop live opportunity. I like eBay. I, 90% of my cards have been bought off of eBay, but kind of like with PSA and other things in the hobby, it's never good that just one thing runs everything. And it's not great that eBay is home of all the sales. I am a big believer in a variation of marketplaces, right? Um, go to card shows and make deals, go to card shop live, go to Facebook groups, diversify where you look and and sell cards. So that's going to be my big hobby tip of the week is diversify where you sell. That's a great tip. And I think uh, Facebook marketplace or Facebook groups is another great place to sell locally, like large lots of base cards, like yeah. cards that yeah. a lot of times you would consider that would sell for like 99, 50 cents on eBay. You're able to just make a cash transaction on Facebook and meet up with someone in person and and uh, get rid of them all in one one foul swoop, man, one foul swoop. But once again, be very careful. the The bonus of eBay is they are a good intermediary most of the time, but they aren't intermediary, right? They are a neutral observer of transactions. It's a lot harder to scam somebody on eBay. Obviously, Andy, you, you just survived a scam. So this wasn't an anti-eBay thing, but if you're in a Facebook group and you trust other, you know, people in the group, um, you know, that 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 could be a good alternative. So my hobby tip, I got to shout out Thomas because he posted this in our Discord server, um, which you guys can also check out in the description below. Uh, coincidentally, uh, check it out, patreon.com slash football cards. But he posted this in the grade feedback channel, uh, and he was curious about cracking this and submitting it to PSA to try and get a 10. And my initial reaction yeah. was to, yeah, it's a 9.5. It's got 9.5 subgrades across the board. I think that's a great candidate to submit to PSA 10. But then shout out to Jonathan Taylor Cards, but he's like, 
this card is so rare, it's so uh, recognizable that someone could easily go on eBay, find this exact card, where it was sold, where you purchased it, uh, and see that it was a BGS 9.5. And that could like detract from the value if you cracked it and resubmit it with another company because the card is numbered out of 10. It's got a very specialized patch in it. So his his thought was you should leave it in the 9.5. And, and the 9.5 is almost considered as a PSA 10. A lot of people would look at this 9.5 with 9.5 subgrades across the board as a PSA 10. I think this is one situation where I agree I agree with Jonathan Taylor cards and the fact that you should leave this in the BGS 9.5 case, Thomas, because it is such a rare card and it's so easily recognizable. Um, I would not mess with it at all. I've changed my mind on that. What do you what do you think, Carter? Yeah, if it's a base card, absolutely do it with the nine fives and all that, but not this one. I am anti-crack uh anyway. Um and uh, obviously outside of just base and a few other, you know, circumstances. This card should sell on its own. It's gold number to ten. Something we've talked a lot about in recent episodes, right? You got an autograph, you got a good patch in here. And I did, I just don't think it's worth, you know, scratching or risking, you know, damage to the card. Um, and also something else, Andy, is um, let's say you do crack and you sub this to PSA and it gets a nine, right? Okay, you've, you've lost money. Let's say you crack and submit it and you get a 10. Well, it's going to cost you money to do that. If you don't want to crack it. You got to pay someone else to crack it. One of these uh, Kurtz Care or uh, uh, what is it? Solving for tens. You, you got to go to one of these experts, or you could just do it yourself. Whatever. Mint is my guy. Uh, he's going to do some of this for me pretty soon. But you, you have to pay someone to do it unless you want to do it yourself. Then you got to submit it, and let's say it does get a ten. You get the upcharge for the grading service for it to uh, get graded a ten. Then if you do crack and resubmit it, there are some people, Andy, who buy this card to do that very thing, right? The mm. benefit of buying this card for some people would be like, oh, it's got four subgrades just like you. Oh, it's got a nine. Oh, it's got a nice patch. It's an autograph. It's number to 10. Let me buy it at this price. I crack it, submit it for a 10, and – that is part of the reason why they would buy the card, right? And that's one thing, you know, when it comes to like hobby philosophy, it's always what can this person do or what can I do to this card to get to the next level? So if you do that and you get a nine, you, you spend a bunch of money, spend a lot of time. Tua is regressing right now. Sell it as is, right? Um, d- d- don't worry about getting the 10. But yeah, I, I totally agree with my guy, Jonathan Taylor cards to sell it as is yeah and and that's another great hobby tip that you just uh leaked out right there man it's so important to think uh, as the buyer whenever you're selling you know really really stay take take a step outside of of you know wanting to hoard the cards or be collected like put yourself in the shoes of the buyer and and think how they would think looking at this card from the other side that's a great point and and andy i'm 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 of the belief that you know, the more a card can do on its own without the grade, the better. That is number to 10. That is a good patch. That is uh, obviously, you know, a good pose of two as well. Something else I would do is with that card, you know, I would have my price. 
but I would also take that to a show, right? Because something that's very helpful when it comes to selling a card is once again something that what can that card do for you? You could go up to someone and say, look at this card, look at this card. But let me show you one more thing. It's got four subgrades, all nine fives. If you take this card and submit it to PSA, you could get tens and that will help you sell the card as is as well. So um, there you go. Now we get into play of the week. Andy, I'm going to let you go first this week. Let's get it. Yeah, man. I've got three teams that I am super hot on right now. Players uh, from those teams. I'm only going to talk about one of them uh, because I'll probably be talking about the other two later this week in my targets video. Um, But the the one team that I want to dump, like I want to double down on this team is the Chargers. I'm going back to them. Last week I was talking uh, Friday night with Steve, how my favorite target was Mike Williams. Well, he had a very quiet game. Uh, Justin Herbert did just enough in that game. Actually, um, subpar performance for the first three quarters of that game. Uh, it came alive at the end to do enough to win the game. But Mike Williams did not have the big nuclear a game that I was uh, kind of betting on, uh, you know, projecting based on how weak that Titans secondary is. Uh, game script did not unfold that way. So I'm going to double down and go back to Mike Williams. Like the playoff odds for the Chargers mm-hmm. have improved. They're clear second place in the uh, AFC West. I definitely think they get in. I mean, it's not a lock, but 79% chance, according to the PFF's playoff projection model, is pretty good. And I'm going to go. And, uh, you know, because my bankroll can't afford a nice autograph, Justin Herbert card, I am, I'm going I'm to double down on Mike Williams because, you know, Keenan Allen has these nice 10 to 20 fantasy point games all day long every week. But Mike Williams is in that sweet spot where he can have a four touchdown game. He can have these monster 40 fantasy point performances. He's also got iconic 2017 rookie product. You know, so it's like kind of a double whammy there where this iconic rookie card, plus it's on his on the Chargers, depicted in the Chargers uniforms. Plus, you know, he's got this potential to have one of these monster games. And I can see it coming as they get more aggressive here, trying to get into the playoffs, more of these shootout scenarios, the schedule over the next few weeks. I just I want to double down on Mike Williams play. He's going to be my play right now. I love it. I freaking love it. You know, one thing. Uh, I, I know I mentioned Zay Jones earlier. I remember his rookie ticket silver autos going for 99 cents, and now they're going for $10, $15 uh, here and there. So um, I understand it's so quarterback, 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 but always look for the receivers. Now, and here's what I'm going to do right now, all right? Um, I'm going to show you something. I, I hope you remember this as as uh, my friend. I am still the holder of the gold mine known as Chandler Jones rookie refractors i think you remember when i bought this lot uh i i had nine of them i've already sold five of them i bought um nine of these for i think it was like 13 dollars total shipped and you know i was like wow chandler jones i know he's not an offensive player i know he's a pass rusher whatever but this guy can play right he's he's obviously famous his brother's one of the best athletes of of all time and I, I I still haven't even listed these. I kind of don't want to sell it because this game this past weekend was so freaking legendary. Uh, to do what he did was just so fun. Like on uh, in terms of craziest plays you've seen, 
that's got to be top five, right? Oh, yeah. That was up there with the Music City Miracle. I mean, in terms of like last second lateral performance and it just totally backfired. And then that stiff arm on uh, on Mac Jones was just glorious. That was that was epic. I'm a stickler for pass rushers because that was the position I played in high school. There was also a play Chandler Jones had in that game. And DeMarcus Ware was on Manning Cast last night. He was the first to ever I've ever seen do this move. You do a fake spin move. Chandler Jones did that in this game versus the Patriots. So there's nothing sweeter to do that versus your former team. I just love me some some Chandler Jones. So my play of the week is just look out for defensive lots, right? Look out for defensive players, and in particular, pass rushers, okay? Uh a good pass rusher, if he has a bad uh, offensive tackle lined up across from him, there could be one of these three sack, four sack, five sack games, and you then they're thrust in into the spotlight. So once again, I know we don't talk a whole lot about defensive players on here, but you never know. Uh, look, I am one of these idiots uh, before the year. You know the Sandy, I poorly listed a TJ Watt rookie card that you actually gave me uh, as, as one of our Saints Falcons bet. And it, um, I don't even know what that is. What is that? What? Was that you with the music? Was that you oh. with the music? Uh, uh, maybe I may, <laughs> I may have accidentally been, uh, cl- opening up a new tab. <laughs> no, you look at you, DJ Andy. I like it, baby. <laughs> but, uh, my, my play of the week is a lot of people don't look for defensive player cards. They just don't, but look for the idiot like me that listed poorly a TJ Watt rookie card and you could get it for $3 at the door. And I still think about that card all the time. You can get a Chandler Jones lot for very 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 cheap and five of those chandler jones cards i've already sold for the price of the full lot so um the other four that i have here is just pure profit these four cards you know i can 99 cent auction them and and whatever happens to them happens to them but you know you can get some amazing prices on defensive players they need loving too okay I am sick and tired of it just being about quarterbacks and and some wide receivers. I know it's always just going to be about that, but be on the lookout for that because they will go under value. And something else is there will be a new defensive player of the year this year, right? Uh, Aaron Donald will not win it. And what well, Aaron Donald won it last year, correct? Over over TJ Watt, or did TJ Watt finally win it last year? I'm trying to remember. Um, or, or did Micah Parsons get it? I know he got defensive player, uh, um, rookie of the year. Who who won it last year? 2021. I think it was still, it might've been there. No, no, Watt Watt, Watt got it. Watt did get it last year. I remember. Okay. Okay. So, uh, so, and, and Watt's been hurt. So there will be a new defensive player of the year and guess who it's going to be Andy. Sauce Gardner. It could be sauce or it could be. Nick Bosa. And I actually have uh, a few Nick Bosa cards uh, that I got for cheap a few years ago. They're just sitting over here, PSA 10s. And, um, and yeah, I haven't looked at Nick Bosa prices. I, I've kind of just forgot about him until now. But if you can get elite pass rushers for cheap 
if they sack the quarterback, well, everybody's looking at the quarterback. So everybody knows um, who the quarterbacks are, but I'm sure a good portion of smart football fans do. Nick Bosa is. So just be on the lookout for defensive players that go way undervalued. Before you spend a gazillion dollars on Zach Wilson or Trey Lance, think about getting a bona fide defensive player like TJ Watt, who is for sure going to go to the Hall of Fame. So uh, just be on the lookout. Four. Yeah, no, I, I love it. I, and they are relevant. I'm surprised um, every week by the cards and the DMs that I get and it's defensive players, whether it's, you know, Sauce or Micah or whether it's guys like Greg Rousseau or Rousseau on the Buffalo Bills, like these young edge rushers, um, you know, they, they get some love. Quinn and Williams on the Jets, you know, all, and other guys. So um, or that uh, Talanoa Tufunga on the uh, 49ers okay. and your boy Nick Bosa. Uh, or not your boy, but uh, Nick Bosa. I mean, the guy, the guy is a stud. I remember collecting Nick Bosa, and he's just, I mean, he's so recognizable as well. And the guy is very active off the field and whatever he's doing. So, um, I mean, mean, they're very relevant. I look at the prices, and sometimes I'm shocked by the average resale value that I find when I go and look up TJ Watt rookie autos or Nick Bosa rookie autos, especially Micah Parsons rookie autos too. I mean, it's It's crazy. crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, Parsons is expensive, and rightfully so. I mean, he's so freaking good. So um, don't forget, Card Shop Live, get in the link down below. Shout out to you, Trevor Lawrence, making these 2021 rookie card investors feel a lot better about themselves. And until next week, baby, peace. Peace, guys. No, can you hear me? No, I mean, yeah, 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 I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, 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 I got you. I got you. I hooked up the Bluetooth. It was on, the, it, on the phone. Oh, nice. Is it cold in Tampa? Uh, it's it's pretty chilly, man. It's pretty chilly. Um, Even in Tampa? Yeah, it's like in the it's like in the 50s. To, you know, it's supposed to rain today, and then it's supposed to be in like the 30s for Christmas, like low 30s. This uh, uh this weekend, so I told my kids there's a possibility it may snow. I mean, do your kids like snow? Oh, they've never seen it, so you know they've seen some frost, some ice, stuff like that. But man, they would love to see snow. They want to see. Huh? It. They uh, want to see. It. Let's uh, put it that way. Well, you want you want to know it's interesting. Um, the one player's cards. I wanted to look up this morning, and I feel really bad for this guy really 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 bad is giovanni bernard giovanni bernard did anybody think he would be the center of all conversations after uh y'all's loss on sunday no Not, not at the, um, not at the slightest. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, I'm, I'm trying to catch up, but no, I don't. What's <laughs> okay, going so on? you didn't, you what didn't I miss see it? what okay. I miss. So he, um, I'm looking right now. Oh, his rookie ticket autos are only five bucks. Um, so he he was, it was after the game. All right, so I used to be a reporter. All right, so, you know, you had the fake punt this past weekend that was messed up. 
versus the Bengals. You know what play I'm talking about, right? Uh, I wasn't able to watch the entire game. Uh, okay. Was that was that at the end? Yeah. So it, it was. It yeah, was... I was putting kids in bed. I was putting kids in the bed. I. You know what happened is we're up. I turned it on right at the beginning of the second half, and because uh, I was working on the treehouse and everything, I was just finishing up, and and we're like, I'm like, oh crap, we're winning seventeen to zero. This is awesome, dude. This is not what I expected. And and then as soon as I turned the TV on, I felt like I cursed them because it was turnover. Tom Brady interception. Tom Brady botched handoff to Leonard Fournette fumble. It was just brutal, man. It was absolutely brutal. And so I turned it off after that and and uh, was playing with the kids and stuff. And then, you know, I looked at the, the final result. But, um, no, I missed this, dude. I totally missed this botch. Oh, okay, so, so there was a famous of- A miscommunication of some sort, okay. And when the fake punt happened, uh, the he didn't catch it cleanly, or something happened, right? Um, and after the game, he got swarmed by reporters, and it was the most bizarre. So I, just from experience. I, I've been um, someone that's been in post-game locker rooms, right? Uh, not so much on the professional level, more so at the college level. So I, I, I know a little bit about. I have a, I have a degree in this. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You could, you could play it. Go ahead. There's no. It, it's her own video. Hold on. Oh, hold on. I gotta. Uh, let me stop. I guess I gotta do it with the sound. Share screen. Screen share system audio share. There we go. <laughs> Look at his face. See how talking is. Well, you were injured all year. About all year. Can you hear it? Yeah. Just talk. Don't say you're not talking because it didn't talk to you all year. You were also injured most of the season too. Can I go to my family that I have outside? And all of a sudden now? Just, just don't say we didn't talk to you we, all year. We just wanted to ask for your perspective on what happened. You're there. involved in one of the biggest plays of the game. <laughs> Okay. Thank you, dude. Appreciate your time. We do. We won't hold you. We we would have talked to you in the season, but also you were injured. Just tell us what occurred. Man, miscommunication. That's all it was on my part. I take complete fault for that. Was it a fake? I don't know. It was complete fault. My fault. That's it. Is it something the team hasn't practiced? It's all me. All of me. That's uh, something I did wrong, and that's all. So you. It was all on me. Yep. Number twenty-five out there. That was me. Um, I was the one that did it. But were you aware it was, it was just a fake? Me. Yeah, I, I messed up. I understand that. But we're just asking if you knew it was. I messed we just up. didn't know if it was a communication. Yeah, breakdown. I messed up. Thank you. Okay, Dude, that's crazy. So, this is, um, this is my thoughts on it. All right. I am pro reporter. I know how. Uh, I think overall reporters could be a little too easy just for access journalism reasons and stuff like that. Um, and I, I, I'm all for reporters doing their jobs and all that stuff. But that is one of the tackiest things I've ever seen to any one player um, ever. I've never. It, it's one thing to try and get him to speak. 
it's another thing you don't degrade another human being the way that they degraded that that man right there. It, it's one thing if that's Tom Brady avoiding the media, right? It's one thing mm-hmm. if 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 it's the superstar quarterback who makes twenty five million from the team a year and all that. Uh, but I I have I, I honestly I, I really do mean this. I've seen a lot of these. I'm I'm a little bit of a media nerd and all that stuff. That that was attacking. I felt so bad for Giovanni. I felt so bad. It, was, it was it was one it was one play. It was one freaking play. Yeah, did they do that to Jacoby Myers? I mean, his 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 post game interview in the locker room wasn't wasn't like that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, and and like Giovanni Jacoby took full responsibility for uh what he did. And you know, most players are going to do that. I hated that for Giovanni Bernard. I I really, really, really hated that. The I mean, these guys live great lives. I, he, he's lived a life better than ninety nine percent of of America. So I, I, I'm not throwing a pity party for him. What I am saying though is that that made him uh, that that made him very uncomfortable. And those reporters saying, "Well, you hadn't played all year, and you've been hurt, and and it's just that's." That that's bad. I feel really, really, really bad for him. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's it's just one of those things that made me want to go buy one of his cards. I was like, there you go. And look, I I, I like Giovanni. Okay, like it's got it's kind of weird because uh, you know uh, a, a buddy of mine kind of sort of you know played with them, Jeremy Hill, mm. and um, I've always so I've always followed his career. Uh, because before Jay Hill and I were friends, I, I was a big fan of his. Um, I've always liked Giovanni Bedard. I, I've always found him to be very, very interesting. And he's the the RB three on the team, and one fake punt because Todd Bowles just doesn't have the you know what to just go for it on fourth and short. Um, is is absolutely wild to me. It is absolutely wild. Um, but I've had enough with Todd Bowles, man. I'll tell you that. Yeah, he, he's. I mean, if if Dennis Allen wasn't in the division, I mean, he would be the worst coach in the division. But Todd might be worse than him. Uh, but it, it goes to show you that you you've got to get the head coach right. You've got to get the quarterback right. Those are really the only two things in the NFL you absolutely positively have to land right. Um, and if you get both of those things right, you will win a lot of football games. Um, obviously, uh, you take a look at the Chiefs. They lost Tyree Kill. You could argue the best non-QV player in the league, but they have an elite quarterback. They got an elite coach, and you know it, they're able to, you know, withstand those 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 losses. Man, what do you? We, we should talk about this. I'd love to hear what you think about this Trevor Lawrence run right now. It's it's insane, man. It's making some waves, man. I want him to do well. I want him to do well. It's good for the hobby if he does well. Um, and Trevor likes the hobby. Something else that I like is he actually enjoys. You know, sports cards with his own project. He did some mm-hmm. 
uh, stuff at the Super Bowl with sports cards. So I like that. Here we go. All right. Got the uh, got the old Twitter page pulled up. Let me get out of some of this stuff. Look at my underdogs. Made about uh, $75 on uh, best ball drafts so far. Dude, I have made precisely zero. (laughs) 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 Um, And I, uh, in all my home leagues, in every single home league, every single one, I drafted Jalen Hurts as my QB. Because I knew, I, I was like, okay, this is just insane value for a quarterback I think is going to be really good. And I just went all in. He just kept falling to me, and I was like, okay, this is going to be my guy. And I sent a tweet out to, like, Evan Silva, um, I think Evan, Adam Leviton, Josh Larkey, all, all the fantasy football guys. And I was like, I'm, I appreciate you guys with all your preseason analysis. Um, it's obviously really, really, really cool. I drafted Jalen Hurts in every home league, and lucky enough, he hadn't got hurt. And I cursed it. It was me. So, <laughs> for everybody just like me that had first round buys and basically all my fantasy leagues, I won so many regular seasons with Jalen Hurts as my pick. Um, it's my fault. It's me. You know, you know what Taylor Swift says, right? You know her famous what? line. What? Uh, what's her favorite line? It's me. I. I'm the problem. It's me. That's me. It was my fault. <laughs> I, I. I. So I'm publicly apologizing on this platform that I cursed Jalen Hurts and his injury. Yeah, maybe if you just sent out this tweet the other day. <laughs> it, it, it's me. It's me. Blame me. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, hopefully most people's fantasy playoffs go to week 17. But yeah, you're going to have to scramble week 16. You know, you know. but if, if he's out next week, which it looks like maybe he'll mi- only miss one week, it looks minor. Gardner Minshew's going to ball out, and he's on the waiver wire. So every single fab dollar you got on Gardner, the Mississippi mustache, Minshew, because he's about to ball out. That's that's what I'm doing. That's he's YOLO, doing. man. He's he is the epitome of YOLO quarterback right there. <laughs> mm. Mm. So so tell me this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch my mic cord out. I don't know why it's shortened. Max declared value one ninety nine. Fifteen dollar car, limited time, ten card minimum. Interesting. That's a good deal, man. I, I think eventually they're going to probably go back to like a $10 bulk, you know, as they clear through the backlog and they want to keep their their sales volume, like how many cards are submitted. I guess I guess that's good. It just depends, like, how patient you are. I'm I'm all for set builders. Like, my, my dad my dad was a set builder. Um, and, uh, and that was the initial... You know, like it was PSA wasn't I mean, everybody's about money, but it wasn't about the flipping aspect. It wasn't about the money. It was about building sets and authenticating sets. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I, mm, I that would be cool. So your dad has, has graded an entire set before. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but basketball. But still, yeah. like, it's it's one of those things where, I don't know, I, I just don't see how people don't realize how crazy it is that just one company. Um, I know it's been like this for years. I'm, I'm not, you know, complaining about it. I'm just saying how weird it is that one company does this thing. And it's not like an instant thing. It's not like, hey, this takes, you know, a few seconds uh, or a few days. It takes months uh, if you do it the cheap way. Um, and, you know, that's just so wild to me. It really is. Like if when I one, – one thing that, that's helped me with sports cards is what is something I can do to ex- – in other words, like my friends that are into sports and have similar interests as me – ask me about sports cards and it's very complicated to explain this part of it. It's probably the hardest thing to, to explain, uh, which is grading. Like, you know, just honestly talk, whoever you are watching this or listening to this, talk to yourself through the grading process as if you're someone that doesn't know anything about cards. Hey, there's this one company. It's all the way in California. They are by far the the leader in this service, and it can take months, if not a year, for you to actually take advantage of the service. And it costs hundreds of dollars, um, if not thousands, to actually you know grade all your cards. It's it's crazy to me. It's absolutely crazy if you explain it to someone that has no idea about any of it. Right? Imagine. If you were imagine somebody was getting into collecting sneakers, right? Well, it's it's simple. Jordans are the best. Um, you know, there's a limited release, but you don't when you get the shoes. Imagine if once you got the shoes, you needed to send it to the shoes to California and they would inspect, grade the shoes, and then send you back the shoes months later. And and do that with any other uh hobby. Uh, it, it truly is absurd. Like I just, I can't ever quit thinking about it because uh, I think about sports cards all the time. Yeah, because they don't, they don't offer any type. It's not like a coaching service, or it's not interactive at all. You're literally shipping your cards off to be inspected and graded subjectively by someone that uh, you don't even know. You're never right. gonna meet. Or, or hear from and and I don't know it's it, and, and I wish like there's some grading companies that I see give you those reports on this is what we found this is why you got an eight or a nine this right. is no you you got a nine there's no explanation no no reason behind it like you're now in the database and uh deal with it you know kind of thing right and then explain it once again. Think, think of one of your buddies that knows sports. They know who Joe Burrow is. They know who um, Luka Doncic is or whoever. And then say, look, all right, they do this thing and they give it an arbitrary score um, out of 10. The only good scores are 9 and 10. By the way, it is one of the least transparent things you'll ever see, right? Um, and of the grading services, it is the least transparent. Right. It doesn't give you subgrades. It doesn't give you any of it. But you, you you don't get an explanation. You don't get a breakdown. Don't don't get any of that. And man, it, it's it's crazy. And if I was going yeah. to think about sports cards, I'd be like, wait, who's grading it? I don't know. Yeah. 
But at the same time, their tens are worth two to three times more than the other competitors' tens. And some of the other competitors do give you explanations as to what they find. You know, like some of these smaller grading companies give you those explanations and even the pictures, the scans from what they found on the card that that uh, caused it to get a nine. And yet those those cards will sell for sometimes half of what the PSA 10 sells for. It's kind of it is it's, it's kind of crazy. man. And then tell this hypothetical friend that people will crack the encasings and. You have to carefully crack it. Go to the fantasy football card quest if you want to see which lab is the easiest to crack. <laughs> yeah. And in order to be a member of the sports card community, you need a monkey wrench. You need uh, a screwdriver. <laughs> you need to black. saw. Uh, I cracked one the other day. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, man. This is all what you need right here. Like ten bucks uh, from Home Depot. A pair of garden shears that you like handheld garden shears. And this will crack even a CSG. I cracked a CSG. Um, cause honestly, I forgot it was still listed on eBay as a raw card. And then I submitted to get it graded and, but it came back a nine and I got their bulk pricing anyway. So I'm like, I bet this guy probably just wants the raw card. He may not even want it. And then I, then I'd have to explain to him what happened and see if he's okay with me sending a slab. So I just cracked it out and sent it back to what he paid for. Um, and in this, like if right right above the, the card, between the label and the card, you just go at it with this thing. Just make sure you do it over like a box or a garbage can outside because some of the plastic shards will pop off. And you gotta you do have to be careful, man. Like <laughs> it's you know, you can you can scratch a card or, or damage a card doing it. It's not you know I, I digress. I digress. But yeah, man, yeah. it's 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 still, it's still nuts to me, um, but yeah, my um, my my question today is: Do you mind sticker autos? We'll go with that one. Um, I hated uh, that my play of the week, Tyler Huntley had a rough game. Uh. It was the Browns, so division opponent on the road. Tyler Huntley got a concussion last week. Um, Miles Garrett, all those guys. But the bottom line is if you bought Tyler Huntley rookies when I said to buy them a few weeks ago, they were trading consistently at 50. There was one that ended at 25. And I'm looking here, Andy. This is just a base rookie ticket autos 65, 71, um, 94. These are the raw ones. 70 so even though he didn't play well um actually no these these are actually some of the the newer ones 56 so it has gone back down some um i love me some tyler huntley i I hate he sucked this weekend yeah you know yeah, that was some of those. Sometimes those games are really weird, man. Those divisional games up in the North Midwest. Uh, that was one of them. That was one of them on Saturday. I mean, I mean, honestly, you look at the other games and the Vikings coming all the way back. And I was, I've, uh, you know, I probably 
brought some bad karma myself because I was laughing about that. Uh, what happened to the Colts on Saturday, only for it to happen not in such dramatic fashion, but it happened to the Bucks on Sunday. You know, it's <laughs> uh, brutal. I can't hear you now. Can you read okay now? There you go. There you are. All right, let me try this channel. Um, I hope my cords aren't shorted. Hey, you better get that thing fixed, man. You got uh, radio going this week, right? Yeah, I got a ESPN or CBS radio in South Carolina. So. The um, the same upstate with um, uh, what's his name, Mark Ryan? Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I used to do radio in Tampa with Booger. Get out of here. Yeah, I used to do it with the Booger McFarlane, yeah. Yes, sir. All right, brother. Let me uh, save. Do you, I'll do the countdown for you. Three, two, one, live. Oh, yes. 